0: Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We are live at the uh, Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Iowa. Uh, beautiful facility, really nice property. If you if there's any occasion that brings you to the what do you call this? The northeastern part of the state? No, North absolutely
1: Central? not. Yeah, this is not northeast Iowa. That is way, way, way That is Decorah. Yeah. Okay. Th- no, this is Eastern Iowa. Just Eastern Iowa. Eastern. They Iowa. do not get. To be able to call God's country. This is not quite there. I'm, is, I'm sorry, Clinton, okay. but no, no. Right. This is just eastern Iowa. It's northeast pretty Iowa. nice. I got it up, I said, this
0: morning. I got up, drove around You ever a been to Decorah?
1: I don't think so. I don't think I have. That's, that's a place. That'd be a good weekend is trip it? for Cindy and you. Obviously not during football season. No, no, no. Um, but a lot of breweries up there. That would be your kind of place. We went to a bed and breakfast. It was, in, was it in Dubuque? Probably, it was yeah. Up on a, it was
0: a big house, and it burned down. Not when we were there, thankfully. Good. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead to, to Vegas, shall we? Uh, Mike Palm joins us. Of a course, Dubuque native. A Dubuque native, absolutely is. And, of course, Circus Sports, a partner of Wild Rose Casinos. we come to you from Wild Rose Clinton.
2: Good morning, Mike Palm. Trent and Ken, how are you? Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Trent. Yeah, some beautiful areas up there in extreme northeast Iowa.
0: Yeah, this is pretty nice. I got up and I, I uh, just drove around Clinton this morning. I couldn't sleep. And uh, have you been here, Mike? Did, when you're you're, uh, you're uh, growing up in the uh, eastern part of the state. Have you been to Clinton?
2: I've uh, run a couple track meets in Clinton, but of course, Clinton not in not in the uh, nice. you know, conference. But, but we did we we we, played, we we ran track a couple times there. But uh, um, and been through Clinton a few times as well. So uh, yeah, you, you know you could spend a month there one night. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trent tried. I did. Yeah, Trent and Chris Williams, uh-huh. they, they they tried. Uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, so Mike, let's go back to last night. Uh, just uh, the game itself. Obviously, the big talker that's coming out of it is Tua, and shouldn't he shouldn't he have been in the game? Uh, we were surprised that uh, uh, the concussion protocol didn't take him out the week before. A short week. Dot dot dot, and it happens again and. Boy, you could just see the posturing or the fencing uh, pose that he went into after his brain was sending those signals. Mike, that was a bad look on the NFL.
2: Horrible look for the NFL. Um, Not a great look for the Dolphins, obviously, or specifically the Dolphins doctors and trainers. Um, I thought, aside from that, from a handicapping angle, a lot of people didn't believe he would play because they saw how badly he had been concussed on Sunday, uh, and so put that into the handicap and it was really all Bengals money as, as we saw that the game got down to three and a half, but then up to four and even touched four and a half before kick.
1: Well, it is, uh, of course, a conversation with us every single week. The wonderful contest you guys have at Circa. Circa Survivor, some of us still alive. Some of us are out with re-entries. I look at my partner, Ken Miller. <laughs> and you keep bringing it up. Mike, I am kicking myself. I, in fact, just uh, put my entry in for this week. I thought about on the drive over doing Cincinnati. I, I ultimately passed, and hindsight being 2020, 20, obviously missed on that one. I went with your hometown team, the Las Vegas Raiders here. And I'm already feeling incredibly nervous. It just feels like the week that maybe Denver finally figures things out. I was going to be on the Lions this week too, but they just ruled out
2: Swift. They ruled out Saint, Saint Brown. Brown. I mean
1: It's it's another difficult week in this Survivor
2: contest. I would have still played the Lions, uh with Swift out, but I didn't like the Saint Brown news, uh, and yeah. I thought I, I, it's this week is really it's Packers or Pat or what are you going to do, right? you want to save the Packers, mm-hmm. I think there'll be a lot of plays on the Steelers, actually. Uh, uh, just that fade of the oh. d- uh that's going on right now. I wonder if there might not even be some plays on the Giants at home to the Bears. Even though those lines are three, three and a half in those games, maybe even mm-hmm. some Cowboys. I can't believe that game's a field goal. I thought that'd be like six. Washington has just been absolutely mm-hmm. horrid. Um, <laughs> you could argue all of season, but especially the last two weeks, So. Uh, we'll see some split votes. The big question, obviously, how many are you going to use the Packers and try to get that layup against the Patriots?
0: Yeah, I think that'll be the most popular pick. So bright and early on uh, Sunday morning, at least in the Pacific Time Zone, six thirty in the morning, the Saints and the Vikings will do battle over in uh, uh, in in London. So with the news that, that this morning that it looks as though it's going to be the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, opposed to Jameis Winston. Normally, when you go from a starter to the backup, the number changes a couple of points. I'm not so sure it will here, Mike. What are you going to see with Dalton getting the start, assuming he does? Uh, and Jameis Winston not being able to answer the bell. Does the
2: Is there an adjustment to that point spread? There were rumblings that, uh, you know, after the loss to Tampa Bay, a lot of people wanted to see Dalton. I don't think it adjusted. I don't know. I watched that game uh, between Carolina and New Orleans last week. That's about as bad as two quarterbacks can play between Baker and Jameis. Um, so I, I don't think it does. I think that it just stays at two and a half. Uh, this game obviously had a lot more cachet before the year when you looked at the schedule than it does right now. So as we go
1: through the schedule, I'll talk about contests. You guys are doing something at Circa for people like Ken that have been knocked out of the contest. (laughs) So uh, fill us in. I know we had some people from Iowa that went out there. (laughs) Fill us in on the details, a little redemption for the people that are out of the contest.
2: Well, we originally called it redemption, but I said, Derek, it's not redemption. To be redeemed, they would have to be back into a contest and we can't do it. Um, <laughs> right. so it, we were calling it empathy since, you know, Derek, his whole idea of this two years ago was how, how popular it was. He played with his friends and college buddies every year. Their survivor pool was over in week two. One guy was left. Everybody else was knocked out. <laughs> and Derek obviously didn't win it. And so he was all, infuriated at all this. And so we got to do something for these people that got knocked out early. It's the worst feeling in the world. So what we're doing is for anybody that lost all of their entries. So whether you had one or you had six, um, we're inviting you to come out anytime between November 7th and January 5th, Monday through Thursday. We teared it a little bit. We didn't get into this in the video. If you had three or more entries, you're getting three nights free and you can pick the hotel D. Golden Gate or Circa, if you had two entries or one entry, two free nights. And then that also comes with a, a daybed at Stadium Swim. So, you know, you could do Monday night football, Thursday night football, or, or, you know, sometime during the week on Tuesday, Wednesday, if you wanted to. So we're trying to give a little bit back to those folks that didn't get a, a big run out of their money. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's very kind of uh, very kind of. I'll be staying for three nights, by the sounds of things, as Shank keeps reminding yeah. me. The three entries that have gone by the wayside. I can't believe we didn't even make to October, Mike. That's the most embarrassing thing uh, of all of it. But anyway, so let's um, let's get to the college slate because this is a real. I think from from start to finish tomorrow, there are some big big matchups. What game is going to – is it the simple answer? It's the primetime game, uh, Clemson, North Carolina State, that kicks off 4.30 Pacific, 6.30 for us. There's some big games, and i got to think you guys are going to do some significant right on some of these affairs tomorrow.
2: Well, let's not forget the local team. Uh, Iowa, I think the Iowa-Michigan game will be a top-five right game. I know it's the early game, but, we, you know, we have the Michigan Alumni Club comes to Bar Canada every week. So I'll have to sit through this, uh, tomorrow morning. They, they, I mean, they're ridiculous. They, they ring ring a cowbell every first down. It's just really innate, but, uh, they'll be out full force. I think that, I think that the game's had good two way action so far. Uh, and and I think the total will see some more movement downward on the total. Um, we'll see this Michigan, Michigan offense will get their first real test, obviously, uh, against the Iowa defense. They haven't played, they haven't really played a team till Maryland and Maryland not. That great defensively. So, with see at Kennick and that in that atmosphere at Kennick, if the Iowa defense can give them problems, and then somehow through turnovers or great punting and flipping the field, muster some points to keep, keep it close with the, the Wolverines.
1: Iowa State goes to Kansas. Kansas, obviously, the upstart program, getting a lot of buzz here. Cyclones, though, that's been steady throughout the week. They've been 3-3.5 three, three throughout, even with some of the Kansas love that has been out there this week. Have you seen anything, any sharp play, anything like that on the Cyclones and the Jayhawks?
2: Yeah, the sharp play is with the Cyclones uh, to keep this number. The public mm. play is with Kansas. They, you know, the public watch. Baylor really, I mean, Iowa State made it close at the end, but Baylor really controlled that game. From the outset, uh, I thought mm-hmm. Dave Aranda, you know, they do a really good job coaching that team. Uh, they always seem to be in the right play offensively. Um, I I'm mean, was impressed with them. And I think, you know, they're very live with the Oklahoma performance to win the Big 12. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't lay these points with Kansas State or with Iowa State. Kansas has all this momentum, all this confidence. They went from having 3,000 people in the stands to 35,000 people. It'll be a great atmosphere there and I wish they'd better get off to a better start or they're going to be in trouble
0: uh, indeed. What about tonight, Mike? This uh, game's got a little, little juice to me. I like. Uh, I mean, what Penix is doing at Washington—he's as good a transfer quarterback as we've seen in college football this year. UCLA—they're off to a good start. Uh, the Rose Bowl, sadly, is going to be maybe a third, uh, third full. I don't think it'll get half full, but uh, there'll be plenty of empty seats. I'm assuming this will be a popular game in the books uh, tonight, especially on the uh, on the West Coast. Washington, UCLA—any thoughts on this game?
2: I wanted to play Washington, and then I watched how bad Michigan State looked against Minnesota. And Minnesota's a good team. But I, th- I think you have to lower your power rating on Washington just a little, uh, given the fact that you were blown away by that performance against Michigan State, how they really smothered him in Seattle. I-, I still think Washington's the better side here. And as you pointed out, it's a good handicapping angle. Not that much of a home field advantage, um, for the, for the Bruins. I don't know that they ever have that much unless they play USC, and then they get more of the tickets and that because those teams all abide to go to the Rose Bowl every year, right? I mean, that's what everybody in the Pac-12 wants to get to to win the championship and play in the Rose Bowl. So I lean Washington here. I think it'll be great in the book. I think there'll be good energy, and I think there'll be great handle on the game.
1: Speaking of that, what else are you on this weekend college football? What else has caught your fancy this week? I, I, I'm struggling, so I'm just going to ride your coattails this week, Mike.
2: So Well, the line the line's moved, but this Northwestern is horrific. They are really, really, really bad. They, yeah. they shouldn't have been favored. They shouldn't have been favored against Duke. I didn't think they should have been a touchdown favorite last year. They're horrible. They are clearly the worst team in the Big Ten. Think about how Scott Frost lost to them in Ireland to start the year out. I, I, I would still lay the number with Penn State here. And I think this Northwestern team, they might struggle to even score in this game. Uh, and Penn State's a very competent program. I, I wouldn't be surprised they win this game by thirty-five plus.
0: Mm, interesting. Well, we're uh, down the stretch, inside the final week of baseball. Mike, if it's not going to be Houston and the Dodgers, um, I guess the Yank. There's some Yankee love out there. I'd like to, the, the Braves are a good story, maybe just maybe. Uh, if you were betting a future at this point, you want to take a shot. You want to bet the World Series winner right now. Who is the Who are the sharps on, uh, and who do you like?
2: I like. Uh, well, there's been some sharp money on Atlanta. They've clearly been the sharp side the last month of the season. What a series this is going to be! I hope they get it in uh, with the Mets here to really determine the, the NL East, because I think the Mets have to win the division to have a shot. I think Atlanta could lose and come back in the wild card series. Uh, come back. And went through the wild card route. I don't think the Mets can because they got to blow all their pitching in those three games. That really limits them. Um, I would bet an exact result and I really like Houston to come out of the American league. Uh, I would bet an exact result and bet who, if you think they're going to win it or not, but pick two teams of the national league and go, you could go Houston over Dodgers, Houston over Braves, Braves over Houston, Dodgers over Houston. You know, bet those four results. You're still coming out on top if one of them happens.
0: Uh, good advice i like those I, I like those exact plays as well mike Palm, circus sports mike thank you um so if the for the for those people that did, didn't have a clue about the, the nfl this year and were knocked out of survivor how do they uh, how do they find the, that that uh, where do they go to redeem uh, those uh, free nights that you guys are offering
2: so it's like 1100 plus people that are knocked out right but it, because of entries it's you know, whatever, yeah. 4,500 entries. But it's 1,100 people, something like that, or 1,200 people. You go to com to the website. Then click on the circus Sports uh, link, and there's going to be a form to fill out called Survivor uh, Empathy Form. You fill that out. That goes directly to Jeff Benson and his team. He confirms that you were in the Survivor, how many entries you had, and that you're eliminated. And then his team will reach out to you to book what days you want to go to the hotel, uh, what hotel stay and which day you want your, uh, your day bed uh, at the pool. I think, you know, we released, what, the video around 5 o'clock Pacific time last night, 5.30. And at 10 o'clock last night, yeah. there's already been 23 people fill out the form. So
0: <laughs> 23 losers, <laughs> of which I include myself amongst that group. Unbelievable. Mike Palm, have a good weekend, Mike. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Enjoy Clinton.
0: Yes, indeed. Thanks, Mike. And we'll see you next week on Iowa Everywhere on Tuesday. Good stuff. Mike Palm uh, joining us from Las Vegas. All right, we'll take a time out, We'll come back. We'll uh, talk Hawks. Tom Kinkert is going to join us. There's a pretty good group picture of us just made it on yeah. the Twitter. How about that? cocktail in my hand.
1: Was there a time last night that you didn't have one in your hand? Well, I mean, it took me a good 10 minutes to get that first one, and that, and it was oh. downhill from there. Woo, I am feeling it. Yeah, indeed you Can are. you tow my vehicle home and I can just and sleep? And you can sleep in the yeah. back? I think we can pull that off. We weren't
0: thinking. No. Well, you, I had, to, I was leaving earlier, and yeah. you had to take the kids to the dentist, so that didn't work out. But anyways, we'll come back. We're going to talk Hawks. Tom Kaker. What are the keys? Are there keys uh, to uh, Iowa knocking off Michigan? Well, this happened before what has to happen uh, here tomorrow. Uh, We'll pick Tom Kakert's brain on that. As we come to you live, we are at the Wild Rose Casino, Clinton, Iowa. We take you until noon. Our picks still to come, Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX in Urbandale. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, about 1125 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon, our picks still to come. We are coming to you live from the uh, Wild Rose Casino in lovely Clinton, Iowa. Uh, The DraftKings, well, the coach's corners, Mm -hmm. the name of the uh, restaurant slash bar we are in. they got a bunch of screens showing horses. Uh, DraftKings has their retail outlet here, as they do in the other two uh, Wildrose uh, properties in the state as well. Let's talk some Hawks, shall we? Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. He joins us. Tom, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Tom Cakert?
3: I'm doing well, guys. I should have just drove up to Clinton this morning. Yeah. I kind of half
0: expected you to do so. <laughs> we uh we uh, had a blast, we really did
3: did, did you survive Not had a blast say uh,
0: Brahmmo cap was over here
3: yeah, did you survive Todd and Clinton? because that's that 's a dangerous combination
1: that, it was it was, and i I made it up with him until late into well, early into the morning, and then he wanted to go back to the room and drink some wine and then uh, <laughs> no Jesus. I had to I had to hit the hay and, and get up bright and early here to get ready for the ten o'clock show but we 're here and we're making it, now we've got a long drive in front of us, and then back for me to Iowa City tomorrow for oh. the big game. So let's get into it here and uh, talk about the matchup with the Wolverines, Tom. This Michigan team, they're good again, 42-3 to three a year ago in the Big Ten Championship game. Redemption, I mean, how, how much of that is part of the narrative this week, where Kirk's talking about last year, Phil Parker's driving home the point, you guys gave up 42 points a year ago. How big of a storyline do you think that is, what happened back in December?
3: I think it's gigantic for Phil, uh, but just because Phil is, you know, he doesn't like it when his teams give up that many points and they don't give up that many points very often. <laughs> and you know, this is stuck with them. And here's the other thing you got to remember guys is that Phil Parker is also a Spartan too. So he's never been a fan of Michigan. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I think, I think this is living with him, uh, pretty heavily and just, you know, talking to some of the guys this week, uh, they're especially on the defensive side that has left a really bad taste in their mouth. So I, I suspect they're going to come out, uh, you know, breathing fire here uh, tomorrow about this time. Really big match matchup
0: when it comes to uh, Wilson, the uh, very talented receiver for Michigan, uh, and I have to believe, uh, Tom, that um, that this matchup. Is, he's going to see a lot of Riley Moss, one would assume, right, uh, that it'll be, it'll be Moss most of the time. But if it's not, is Cooper DeGene going to man that other corner, or where's Roberts at?
3: Uh, right now we don't know for sure what the status of Roberts is. Um, I think it's going to be another game-time decision like it was last week where they're going to work him out. He's done some light work in practice. Um, I know they'd like to get him out there, but boy, they do like, you know, that Cooper DeGene did a terrific job last week at corner, and um, just to kind of dovetail off of that, Sebastian Castro did a terrific job at cash. So um, I I think they feel pretty comfortable either way.
1: Uh, No doubt about it. Now, in order to win this game, not just keep it close, they're going to have to score. I mean, the offense has got to do something. What's a realistic scenario here? If they can get what, four drives of over five, six plays? We're not asking for the world here. Is that even realistic? Have you seen enough growth these last two weeks that that offense can do at the very minimum that and put 10, 13, 14 points on the board? Or are we still kind of where we were going back to the South Dakota State game?
3: Yeah, I think they've got to put put at least 17 on the board to have a chance. Um, To me, this game is decided on a couple of things. It's if Iowa can't let this get up and into the upper twenties or thirties score-wise. That's a that's a non-starter for them. Iowa's going to lose, lose, and, and Michigan's going to cover if that happens. But if it's played in the teens, played in around twenty, Iowa's got a chance. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Iowa has to hit on it. Gonna, there's going to be a couple of plays that, that are going to be there for them uh, tomorrow, and they've got to hit on like you know three plays. They've got to hit on two of those. Sort of like Penn State last year where they hit on that big play to Reganey just at the right time and uh, ended up winning that game. And that's kind of how – that's the path to victory for Iowa tomorrow afternoon.
0: What do you, when you watch uh, the Michigan quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, I think they've upgraded the position. What do you see when you watch McCarthy, Tom?
3: Yeah, he's he's a sneaky athletic guy, you know, the, the, where – I think people just see him as like this pro style guy where he, he can move around, uh, get yards with his legs, um, really good arm. But here's the thing guys. I know he's played in other places um, last year, just you know, some spot duty up at Wisconsin and stuff like that. But he has not played in uh, and started a game at, at uh, a, a place in the big 10. And that's, that's going to be a, uh, I think, a wake-up for him. The, and that crowd's going to be after him early, and uh, they're going to look to get him rattled. And I, I think Phil's going to look to throw some things at him that that will rattle him a little bit and get him off his game. And maybe, you know, uh, you know the ideal situation for Iowa is, like, you know, kind of the Ohio State game uh, years back when you get a pick six right off the bat to just kind of get that game going. And, and I think Phil's going to look for one of those plays early.
1: So it's interesting. Of course, we had we were hanging out with Bromell Camp last night. Rob Howe in our contest that we're doing with Bet Rivers. Uh, he jumped aboard. He bet all five of his bets on Iowa. Listening to all you guys on the beat, I, I noticed a lot of confidence mm-hmm. this week that I was going to hang around it. And I don't normally remember that happening in one of these big upset spots. What what is it? And I don't know if you're exactly on board with it, but what do you think it is this week that it feels like the beat guys really think? Iowa's got a real chance here—not just to keep it close, but maybe pulling off the upset.
3: Yeah, and I—I I, I have picked Iowa to win. I did. I picked them to win, but I just—wow, I, huh? I, I picked them back, uh, you know, in in July. I picked them, so I'm just going to stick with that for, oh, gotcha. for now. But I just yeah. think—I just kind of think that maybe Michigan's a little bit overvalued. I—if they would have went out and just trucked Maryland last week, then I'd probably be viewing things differently. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Maryland ran the ball on them. Maryland hung around on on them, and yep. and they got Maryland got off to the world's most awful start in that game too. The ball goes off the guy's face mask, and and they right. Maryland, uh, and they lose the ball, and Michigan catches it right away. And a lot of Maryland teams in the past would have just folded up, and that would have been fifty-two to ten, uh, walking out of uh, the big house. But they really gave it to that. I think there's some the the, the Michigan defense is not as strong as it was last year. There's no Aiden Hutchinson, Ajabo, they've got some really right. good players, Morris and Smith and those guys are I mean, they're really talented. Colson's a really good linebacker, but I just don't think they've got the star value that they did last year. And and I think while well, Iowa is really offensively challenged, I just think they're gonna hit a couple of plays and this one's gonna be a you know, if it's if it's a three point game in the fourth quarter. Don't you like a freshman kicker from from North Carolina to walk out there and, and recreate history?
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Wow! Oh my gosh! Talk about it. that'd be awesome. Uh, Tom, let's um, let me pick your brain on the on a couple other Big Ten West tilts because sure. the, the, this division, I think, like Minnesota has uh, has their spot right now. Right now. Uh, it doesn't sound like O'Connell's going to be able to play for Purdue. And then Illinois and Wisconsin, and I'm taking the points in that game all day long. Um, I, th- I think Illinois is going to give Wisconsin all they want. So your thoughts on those two games, Illinois, Wisconsin, and then Purdue and Minnesota?
3: Yeah, um, I think Minnesota's pretty legit, but uh, I also think they've got, they haven't got they have really been tested. I mean, that Michigan State team's turning out to be just just garbage. Uh, this year, and and I'm I'm guessing the the folks up in East Lansing are are regretting that 95 million dollar contract that they signed with Mel Tucker yes. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Illinois Wisconsin game is fascinating because who would have thought um, you know six months ago that that line would be posted at seven? I mean that's that's usually a mm-hmm. 14 to 17 point line, and that just tells you that um, people don't believe in Graham Mertz. And tell you what, the Brown kid for Illinois is just so good. Uh, running backs. Yes. Uh, yep. I, I think, I think, I don't think. Uh, you know, just talking to some Wisconsin people this week, they just the talent level has really dipped up there, and and that is a, a huge concern for for that program this year. And and I think Illinois can get them. And boy, you know, Big Bert would like that going into next week too. Getting Wisconsin and then get oh. a swing at Iowa. Oh boy.
0: Oh my gosh! Hey, is in any trouble? Do you think in Wisconsin?
3: Uh, boy, they're clamoring uh, about him a little bit. The, the guy that I think's fascinating right now is—is—is is, is Pat Fitzgerald going to be in trouble in about a year? Because I would have never thought that, but—but oh. mm. but the way they're going. Yeah. Boy.
0: right and they're spending yeah. all that money on that new facility and it looks like it's going to be spectacular i yeah. mean thirty-five thousand seats half of which will go to the other team for sure <laughs> but it's it's going to be real. i mean you've been uh, you've been there a million times tom you saw yeah. the renderings uh, i'm guessing yeah. you're looking forward to going there when it's all said and done
3: oh it'll be gorgeous i mean that that place is uh, it looks just wonderful um it beats the the high school facility that they're playing in right now i mean there's there's high school <laughs> football stadiums in Texas that are way better than uh, what uh, Ryan Field did.
1: Hey, one final uh, thing for me, Tom. And going back, I don't think we had a chance to talk about the decommitment from the uh, four-star running back from Florida. Yeah. Where is Iowa turning there as it pertains to the running back spot? Are, are a couple of names, any local kids, anything like that popping at the running back spot?
3: Yeah, they're going to try and flip, uh, Nolan Ray, who they were in on and had an official visit from back in June. And he co- ended up committing to, uh, Maryland. Uh, but I've been told they feel like yeah. they're going to be able to, to flip him and turn him. And he's had a pretty good year a kid from Michigan, uh, that they really liked. But they, um, when they took, uh, Kendrick Raphael, they told them that they were only going to take one back in this class. And, uh, so Ray was just kind of out of luck. And, uh, once he committed, so, uh, I think they're going to go back to the kid and see if they can uh, work their magic, get him uh, back in the mix. So that that's the guy that I would focus on right now. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, uh,
0: you'll be busy tomorrow. Enjoy the day. Uh, yeah. Banged out stadium as they all will be this year. For weather forecast, there's no pending weather, is there?
3: No, it's supposed to be 60 between 60 and 70 and, uh, and sunny. So good day. Light winds, too. So, good Indeed day. it is. Can't beat that.
0: Tom, we'll talk to you next Friday before that Illinois game. Thank you, Tom Kakert. Appreciate it.
3: Okay. Thanks, guys.
0: Yep. Good to talk to you. Tom com. HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, turnovers, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's asking a lot to,
1: for that defense to score again. But seemingly, Trent... They have to every week. That that's the only path I can see here. I it just, as I mentioned to Tom, hasn't it been weird how confident the beat guys have been All this of week? Them to a T. Maybe it's. I'm not saying. That, uh,
0: I haven't seen that they've said. him Well, we heard Tom, he picked them yeah. before the season. I think a, a lot of them love the number. They love getting eleven. Low scoring game. Give mm-hmm. me the eleven points. Uh, defensive touchdown or special teams. I was offense gets
1: you ten. The 39ers, you heard about this? No. So last year, 42-3. Yeah, Got yeah. beat by 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their off-season kind of their team-building exercise that they have, they're split up into teams, and the team that won the competition was called the 39ers. Jack Campbell was the captain nice, of that. Nice, And that has been a calling card. Getting yeah. your ass kicked by 39. Right, right. They remember last year. I think the defense certainly is going to play better. And that was a 21-3 game. Look, uh-huh. if – they don't throw it to Monty Panabom. They actually throw it to a real person that can catch football. Yep. They're up 7 nothing in that game. And I think that whole game plays out in a completely different mm-hmm. fashion. But that aside, Iowa defense is going to play well. This offense stinks so bad, though. It is. Mm-hmm. You talk about the upset in 2016 when they beat Michigan. That team had Akron Wadley. Yeah. They had C.J. Beathard. Right. They had real players. Right. This? Yeah. I, I, the only path offensively is, say, Caleb Johnson, here we go. He is the only game-breaker they have offensively. Mm-hmm. you got to get him 25 touches in this mm-hmm. game. I, I really think that is the only way they have a chance of even getting... You get 10 on the board, you get 9 out of the defense. Can he win at 19-17?
0: Well, I a safety and a to touchdown. I'm, I'm not saying you could win, but I'd certainly feel better if 11 points oh, in my absolutely. back pocket. Right, absolutely. If, if that scenario plays out. All right, our picks are coming up. We will. Uh, our final segment of the week uh, will be in, in uh, just a few minutes. We've got some commercial messages. We will be back with that. We're live uh, at the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton. Uh, Clinton, Iowa, Uh, Wild Rose Casino. Of course, Wild Rose Casino, three of them uh, here in the state of Iowa, closest to Central Iowa uh, in Jefferson, just down the road from Ames. Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. and 8th. back Miller and Condon Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO our final segment of the week Trent's got some high school football responsibilities so does Joe Stacy uh, and uh, company oh, by the way Tony McMahon help, uh, helping us out yes. here this morning thank you Tony for uh, doing that as we uh, pull him over from Simon Conway show later this afternoon on WHO and then Tony does football Friday night one of the correspondents so you'll be cutting into that and you'll mm-hmm. be at Urbandale against Centennial tonight yeah it
1: should be a Real good one there. Two teams uh, trying to get in that playoff position, trying to maybe put yourself in that top eight so you can get a quarterfinal game at home if you get to that point. So are we already at the point
0: where we're talking?
1: We're, uh, we're getting are we? close, it's, aren't we? It's RPI time now. Yeah. yeah, we're starting to get dig into the numbers a little bit and get in that spot. But certainly a great time of year, and I do love the change. Remember how bad we oh, get as the deeper into the season it was. We still got Dowling Valley coming up in week yeah. eight. You know, we got a lot of big matchups here towards the end of the season. So I really like the change that the high school schedule has, and and it makes it really nine weeks that really matter
0: are all of them kicking off at seven o'clock now
1: in Central Iowa. In yep. Central Iowa. Yep. It should have been like that forever. Oh, I, I never understood the reason behind it. You that.
0: know who was first? Do you remember who was first no. to do it? I do because I was sitting in that chair on Friday night. Yeah. And I was like, why doesn't everybody do what East <laughs> is doing? All East? Oh, The was Scarlets there. were the first one that yeah. I can remember that uh, moved from 7.30 kick to 7.00 and everybody caught on after that. All right. Uh, let's do this, Trent. Our pick segment has not caught on this uh, year <laughs> yet because we've been so pathetically bad and embarrassing at it. Circus Sports. Uh, they still want their name on this segment. Yeah. Well, you can fade us and make money. Well, that's a good way of looking at it as well.
1: So I actually had a better record than you last week. You did. You had the first winning record of either of us all season long. I've gone two and three every single week. Two. I didn't know it was that bad. It's that bad. How Your three bad. and two is the high water mark. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, it's, it's been brutal. Anyways, let's get into it, y'all. We, we've got five picks, four picks, and a best bet. Two college, two pro, and a best bet from either one of those leagues. I'm going to start things out since I had the best week of the two of us. I've got four dogs. You Have I ever had four dogs in this? I, I, I'm all ears all of a sudden. Seldom do I have one, but I'm going to start in college, and I've got a couple of them here. Uh, Wake Forest, both of these teams are getting seven points. Wake Forest is against Florida State. Look, it's a great quarterback battle. Travis for Florida State, Hartman for Wake Forest. I think there's going to be a bunch of points scored in this football game. Of course, Clemson was good. Uh, I think Wake Forest is going to keep this game snug. Give me the touchdown. I'll take Wake Forest. Kentucky's my squad. They're at Ole Miss. Uh, they get the running back, Chris Rodriguez, back. Trent's right. The offensive line is a, a not even close to what it once was uh, last year. Uh, most uh, graduation was really, really tough on the Wildcats. But if you're going to give me seven points, Levis the quarterback, Rodriguez the running back, they can throw it around enough. I'll take the seven pick number two. To the NFL, my only favorite of the week is a big favorite. It's Green Bay against New England. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to play. Um, I think it's Brian Hoyer's going to go in if it's not Mac Jones. Nine points at Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers. uh, Give me me Green Bay as my one favorite of the week. I like the Broncos. Did Did you know that? I do. You, you were able to gather that uh-huh. over the years? Well, I like them on Sunday as well. And I, I'm going to take the point, and the reason I'm doing it, is Russell Wilson can't play any worse than he has so far. And this defense that Denver brings, you know who's, um, who's starring for this defense? Chubb. Well, him, yeah, he's been good. But you know who else? Josie Freaking Jewel has been terrific. I wasn't sure he was going to make it. I thought he might be a step slow at the pro level, but it's between the ears uh, that he's able to uh, have the success that he has. Uh, Devontae Adams versus Pat Sertan. That is appointment TV for me. Uh, Sertan is one of the best young cornerbacks in the league. I will take the points there. And my best bet of the week, Trent Condon. I'm taking two points. Give me Kyler Murray. And those Arizona Cardinals as they go on the road to take on Carolina. So four dogs, Wake Forest, the Wildcats of Kentucky, the Denver Broncos in Arizona. Cardinals, but my one favorite is
1: Green Bay. So we're going to have some separation here this week because we have three differences of opinions. I don't know if we've ever had three games that that we've gone head-to-head on. We've agreed sometimes, but never at this level. We'll kick things off with that SEC tilt that you mentioned. That offensive line is brutal for Kentucky, and when you see these kind of matchups, where rank versus rank, but the team that isn't ranked as high yet is a big favorite, Mm -hmm. as the touchdown is here, I'm all about it. Uh, Throughout the years, this has been something that hits something like 68% of the time when you see this kind of gap uh, with rankings and point spread. I'll lay it. Give me Ole Miss and The difference here. We always say shop around. You got it at seven. I got a six and a half. That is what we always tell you to do when you're making those bets because those are the two numbers that are out there right now. I'll lay six and a half with Ole Miss. I'm going late night. Stanford, though they've lost two games, they can score. And they're going to score, I think, against this Oregon team. 17 and a half in a shootout type of game. That's a ton of points here. I don't think the defense is worth anything, but they're going to score enough to keep it close. Give me Stanford plus 17 and a half. To the NFL we go, starting off with the Titans. Getting three and a half. The Colts... They were lucky to win that game against the Chiefs. If Harrison Bucker is there, yeah. Kansas City wins that Different, football game. Yeah. If and I'm still alive that, and survivor. If you're still alive and survivor. Uh, the Titans, they can be incredibly frustrating, but I think they figured something out running football. They were a lot better last week. Henry looked like Henry. I'll take the Titans plus three and a half. Sunday night football. This is a Belichick play. I know Tom Brady's not there, and when you're looking at angles with him, it is different. I don't think the gap between Hoyer and Mac Jones – Mac Jones has been terrible this yeah, year. Yeah, it's true. The stats look okay, but you look at some of the advanced numbers, they've been really, really bad for him. I don't think the gap is that big. I just think it's too many. I'll get the 9.5 with the Patriots, and we wrap it up with my best bet of the week – well, it's the team that I also bet in Survivor this week. <laughs> Give me the Raiders minus two and a half. So three difference of opinions for us this week. I'm on the Raiders, Patriots, along with Ole Miss, plus Stanford and Titans. My best bet. Vegas uh, Raiders get the first win of the year laying the two and a half. Hawks win. No. Clones win. Yes. I agree with you on both. I would. Would you take the points? No. I. I. I don't, I don't see them score. I think this is like twenty to three. Twenty four i was to Kansas close? I don't think so either. In fact, I I might be looking at an alternate line and moving this thing out like really? over a touch. I think they win comfortably. So
0: was- right now it's three and yeah. it's Mike Palm told us the Sharks are on Iowa State. They are.
1: Yep. And you would be willing to
0: raise it above a touchdown? I think so. Yeah, that's good money if you do. We'd probably that. if you take it up to seven, you probably get what plus 140 150 oh, maybe something little, like that. Uh, yeah, maybe a tad more than that. Yeah. Interesting. All right, good stuff. Uh, again, uh, thank you, Tony, for sitting in. We certainly appreciate the work that you did on the program here today. Had a blast at Wild Rose and Clinton, Iowa. The whole Wild Rose staff it was good to see. Rick Gilson, yeah. Travis Devorak, the people that we met last night, the bartender that drove you. <laughs> Once this bar closed down, you you piled in Flint's car. Yep, yep, and then got in his truck. In his truck, and she drove you around Clinton. It stayed up with you guys until two yeah, o'clock in the morning. Yeah, We
1: hung out with her and her boyfriend at the bar, and then took us right back. Well, we had to stop at Quickstar and you know get a little Grab bite, some food. Yeah, a yeah. little bite to eat. That steak dinner wasn't enough last night. Needed something at the end of the night. Food was good, wasn't it? It was really, really good. Oh, they did a great job.
0: Thank you, Wild Rose Casino in uh, Jefferson. Uh, Travis Lorak, Rick Gilson, and the entire staff, both uh, at the corporate offices uh, and here, we have enjoyed it. The rooms were terrific. Sports bar was great. Casino's good. A lot of things to like. Wild Rose in Clinton. If you're ever uh, in the area, have a need to be in the area. Find a way to stop. You'll be glad that you do. All right, local programming still to come. Well, of course, Murph and Andy sliding on in here at 1, the KXNO Drive, Sean Roberts, Heather Burnside, they take you from 3 until 6, and then Joe Stacy and company will be uh, on these airwaves. I believe they've got eight games covered. You're going to do live cut-ins from mm-hmm. the
1: Centennial-Urbanale game, and you've got the game play-by-play on the Bull. Yeah, 96.9, the Bull is where you can catch it. You can also find it on the iHeartRadio app as well. have full play-by-play of that one and all the games all night long here on KXNO.
0: If you could only watch one game this week, what would it be? Is there an NFL game that moves your needle more than the others? I, I love that Ravens-Bills game. Oh, Oh, my God, Trent. Took the words right out of my mouth. What's the total in the game? I know the
1: line's three. Bill's, Bill's a road favorite. I mean... This, do, you like, do you don't think there's going to be a bunch of points? Oh, I, I think there's going to be a ton weather dependent, of course, as we... Well, 51 is what I see right now. If there's no weather, we know Buffalo's going to score. The Ravens' defense has been bad. Yeah. Yet, the Ravens are going to move the football themselves against Buffalo, uh-huh. especially with all the injuries. Micah uh-huh. Hyde out for the year. Yep. At 51... I don't play, as you know, a ton of totals. Mm-hmm. That one leaves off the page, and if I do, I don't like playing overs because it's such a public side, but this is one, even with a high NFL number of 51, I think jumping jump the board. Got to look at the weather forecast. And remember that this weekend when you're making your bets. Especially weekend, East Coast games. Take a look at the weather forecast. Uh, sounds like the Giants and the Bears are going to be playing the Quagmire.
0: We'll be see. Here's a question for you. Is the, M- the NFL MVP playing in this game? Yes. I think so, too. Ron, well, have a great week. Thanks for being with us. Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KFNO.